For Cypher Hall being the mother to twin boys, it's far from easy. She has to work two jobs just to keep her head above water, and she still often feels like she's drowning. She hasn't been in a relationship since her kid's father eight years ago. She started to realize Prince Charming may never ride up on his white horse and save her. In her heart of hearts, Cypher wants her son to grow up in a household filled with love, not a mother that sometimes has to miss important events because she's the breadwinner. Cypher never imagined that getting a tattoo for her birthday would ultimately change the course of her life forever. Houston Robinson suffers an unfortunate tragedy, and overnight, he's responsible for two kids that he didn't biologically create. That doesn't matter because Houston would walk through hell barefoot for those kids. When the woman in his life can't seem to come to grips with his new lifestyle, Houston has no problem with setting her free. Once he becomes single, another relationship is the furthest thing from his mind. But as a good friend once told him, sometimes you have to go through the BS to get the good-ish. Houston just might find that to be true when single mother Cypher and her twin boys enter his life. All right, my beautiful people, let's jump into this. So we have Houston, who is a tattoo artist who owns a shop, and his life is turned upside down when he gets the call that his sister committed suicide. And so now he is responsible for his two young nieces. And what I don't, I'm going to say right off the bat, what I do not like is that it is said that she committed suicide because of the baby's father, like their relationship. And she just couldn't handle it. So she committed suicide. And while that may have been a factor, I'm pretty sure that's not the only reason why she made that decision and you know went through with it and so the baby's father is in jail at this point so you know um houston has custody of the kids now he has a girlfriend who he's been with for two years are they coming up on two years and while she does stuff here and there for the girl she she doesn't particularly like what am I trying to say? It's giving very much Meredith from The Parent Trap. It's like, oh, a child. And there's two of them. And so he took her out to dinner. This is the part that missed me up. He took her out to dinner. You know, they on a date being lovey-dovey. And she mentions her birthday coming up. And he's like, yeah, I plan on doing a family trip. You know, me, you, and the girls and what was it disney or universal it was one of them one or the other and he could tell by the look on her face she wasn't feeling that and it was said that even before this conversation she had said to him before like your mama can't take them like why are you responsible for them so basically she did not want to be tied down to children that were not hers and so he when he brings up the trip, she's like, no. Like, basically, she was planning for a vacation. She's like, we still young. I want to, you know, basically, like, fuck out on the patio, drink all day, lay out. Like, I'm not looking to take after children that are not mine when I don't have to. And 
while her feelings are valid because i was like there was nothing wrong with her saying that and how she felt but where she messed up was it seems like you're trying to convince this man to throw his nieces to the side and he wasn't doing that so like before i think the dinner could even get there or like right as they brought it out nope it was before he cut it off he's like you know we don't have to do this anymore because like those are my nieces and they're in my care and i'm not giving them up and you know i i understand how you feel so you go your way and i go mine and for some reason she was confused by that like are you serious like yeah you don't want to be tied down to children that's fine um but my nieces aren't going anywhere so there's no reason for us to continue this relationship because i'm not going to continue to listen to you talk about my nieces the way you do as if there's some type of burden and they're not and they're not going anywhere so what are we doing here so he breaks up with her and he leaves and when he tells his nieces that she's not going to be around anymore the oldest one was happy she was like you know she wasn't really nice to us anyway um i think her speaking personally she was like i always felt like a bother with her so i'm kind of glad she's not going to be around anyway and the oldest is the one who found her mother so you know she's dealing with that and she's started to cut so you know she's on that same path if you will so he got to keep an eye out for her while also maintaining other stuff that he has going on and then we meet uh cypher cypher is a hard is a single mom who works too hard who loves her kids and never stops with gentle hands and the heart of of a fighter lord why am i <laughs> she's a survivor so cypher has two twin boys who are in sports they play football and basically she's going it alone so she has to work you know like twice the amount of hours just to make ends meet and to take care of the boys and it's hard on her and so at some point she meets houston oh well um okay let's talk about this which was so understandable because it's like you got bills on top of bills piling up and it's just like you are on a tight leash making sure that you make sure those bills are paid but cypher birthday comes up and she treats herself she treats herself to a tattoo you know she's going out having a good time and she feels bad about it but it's also like which is so funny because i just had this conversation with two of my coworkers at work and one of them i'm gonna just call him law he was like you know my mama always told me don't be on this earth just to pay bills like you got to treat yourself sometimes like balance it out and i was like that's true especially with people who don't make a lot of money because i don't want to say poor because it's like but it is classified as poor so let me take that back we are gonna call it poor um you got to do what you got to do to survive while also having a good time so it's just like i'm gonna push that bill back and i'm gonna get this done so anyway she goes to get the tattoo that's where she meets houston her and her friend because that's who she was going out with later and that's how they met and then like uh they meet again later because something happened to her car and he's there getting his car detailed as well so he pays for her car to get worked on and they exchange information then and that starts like the little relationship between them and 
she was at one of their games or like one of their practices and Houston was there as well. So they just keep running into each other. And she tells him at one point, like she's going to miss a game and her friend would go in her place sometimes too. Like, you know, I just need you to be there for them. And he offers to step in one day. He's like, you know, I'm going to be there. I'll look after them for you. And, you know, of course, at first, she's, like, hesitant, like, no, that's cool. I don't need you to do that. That's fine. But he's, like, you know, no, I just want to help out. And so it's just, like, okay, cool. So then they start this friends with benefits situation that they got going on where he's, like, I just got out of a two-year relationship. I'm not looking to be tied down to nobody. And she's just been celibate slash single since you know she had the twins because her baby daddy ain't shit he don't do nothing for them barely want to talk to them on the phone but when he do talk to them on the phone he's either cussing them out or just trying to use them to get information on cypher so it's just like nigga you ain't about nothing either and of course it's always cool at first and more which i also did not like it was more so on her end like she was clocking his social media because a girl he used to have sex with or have fun with she came to get a tattoo and she's like you know my birthday coming up i'm going to south by southwest and the person i was supposed to go with you know like basically they fell through so do you want to go with me like on some you know friends with benefits type shit and he accepts even though he's doing this little thing with cypher but they both agreed that no strings attached so he goes like, and she sees on his Instagram, I think, and on the girl's Instagram, because she might have tagged him. And she and her feelings about it. So when he come back and he trying to hit her up, she not answering the phone. So he literally pulls up to the house and tells her open the door. And he's like, you know, why are you dodging me? And she tried to play it off like, I'm not, you know, I just been busy. I got a lot of stuff going on. And he calls out bullshit. But they basically let it go because it's, once again established like hey this is a no strings attached i don't owe you an explanation about what i'm doing and so but he tells her you know like i i missed you i was thinking about you while i was gone so you know let's do what we do and it's just going along going along and then she hold on let's get back to the nieces so he finds that the older niece is cutting again so he had to deal with that and then with him inserting himself into the boys life like they start coming over to his house so the boys and the girls are playing together they're getting familiar with each other so they're like quote unquote a family because that trip that he was talking about taking the ex-girlfriend on he then invites cypher and her two boys and they go and have a good time and she finds out that she's pregnant and she's pregnant with twins again so you know he he been sitting on some money he got money being a tattoo artist and being the owner of the shop and you know of course getting rent money from the other artists there so he goes out and buys this huge house for all six of them and you know things were good like the relationship was progressing until it was just like one of them days he was having because it blew me how everything was progressing so good in the story then it was like bam he's like 
this is too much for me. I never wanted this. I'm taking care of two kids that ain't mine, even though you put yourself in that situation. And then I'm taking care of my sister's kids because she decided that she wanted to basically quit out on life, which I hate that type of terminology. Um, and now we got two kids that that is ours and that I got to focus on. So I'm taking care of six kids, you know, and I'm in a relationship with you. I never wanted any of this. And then he just leaves. And the thing that pisses me off is, like I said, we were progressing so good. And then he says that he leaves the house for like a couple hours. And when he comes back, it's completely swept under the rug. She done cook for this man, basically like sunk the kids off everywhere. And it's kind of her apologizing to him. Like, I know you've been through a lot and you're taking on a lot of responsibility. And I just want to show you that I appreciate you and I thank you. And it's like, no, nah, fuck Houston. Because like I said, you inserted yourself into her life with her kids. She really didn't. She tried to push you off for real and tell you like, you ain't have to do none of that. All of the stuff that you did. She always gave pushback and it's you like, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have offered like, this is me doing it. Like, let somebody help you out. So that was, you basically made yourself a stepdaddy. And it's like, yeah, you did great things. You did nice things. You know, your money came in and took some of the stress off of her shoulders that she was having, but she never forced this life on you. And like, as far as your nieces go, the oldest one was already feeling like a burden and I don't understand because the nigga was kind of yelling. So I'm like, did she hear that or not? And did that kind of send her spiraling somewhere? But we never got into that. It's just, it swept under the rug. This man is going through a lot. So we all need to come together and make his life less stressful, which is like, that's another thing. I mean, both of y'all responsible because you know, either one of y'all could have said strap up, had some type of protection against the other but it didn't happen. But it's like, nigga, you out here having sex, unprotected sex. So what did you think was going to happen with these two kids that are now biologically yours? So anyway, at the end of the day, it's, uh, what is it? Father's day or his birthday? It's some holiday. And you know, they all get him gifts. And one of the gifts from the boys is asking him to officially adopt them and you know like be their dad and i'm like i wouldn't ask him shit because i'm i'm sorry especially as a child you know you say one thing and that shit carries with them and you already have this young girl who misses her mom so she has suicidal tendencies herself and to hear that you never wanted any of this and it's kind of like you burnt out and just want to be rid of all the children I don't see how that's just swept under the rug and treated as if, oh, you know, he just needs a minute. Like, fuck Houston. But in the end, you know, with the boys being in sports, they took it all the way and they were drafted. And one of the twins almost kind of gives him all the credit. Like, you know, without you, this wouldn't have never happened. And you stuck by us and you was there for us. So thank you. You know, like, I'm glad that you're my dad. I'm just like, hold the fuck up. How Houston get all the crap? Like, Cypher wasn't working her ass off. Like, what the fuck is this? How the man just come in and get the swoop in and just basically all hail King Houston? But I do want to backtrack really quick, though, because um, one day when he was going into work, it was a guy, like, pacing outside of his shop. And he's like, can I help you? 
And come to find out, he is the cousin of the girl's dad. And he just started running off of his mouth like how it's not cool that you keeping the girls away from our side of the family. You know, you're going to have to let us see them too. And, you know, like I'm going to start coming to get them. Basically like trying to throw his weight around like you're going to let us see them. And he was like, I had to tell him, like, man, fuck you. Fuck him, too. Like, he in jail. Ain't nothing he can do. So, and basically, they got into a fight. Well, basically, he whooped his ass and, like, don't come back around here again. And so, that caused him to set up a visit to see the dad in jail. And the younger, the younger niece, she was, like, real excited about it. But the oldest one, like, she really didn't care. She did not want to go. And he didn't make her. He's like, you know, this isn't something you want to do. I'm not going to let you. Now, the younger one, like, she's younger, and all she knows is that she wants a dad, so she's kind of romanticized him in a sense. So, of course, she wants to go see him. But even at the visit, he doesn't really spend too much time with her. She's sent off to, like, go get a snack or go play. I don't know if they got, like, a little play area there or whatever. And they have a conversation where the dad tries to assert Dominance, like, I'm being out real soon. And Houston is like, they ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, They're in my care. Like, of course, I would never stop you from seeing them. But it's like, don't don't try to play me and don't, don't try to buck up at me. And don't send any more of your family or tell your family members, even if he came there on his own, advise them that it would not be in their best, best interest to just pop up on me and start talking shit. Or try to, you know, like, tell them to stay where they at. But, yeah, it's like, it was a good story. But, I don't know, it was just something about that ending that rubbed me the wrong way. Like, okay, yeah, he stepped up. But that bullshit, like, we just, it really was. Like, he said it, went out, came back home, and basically was, quote, unquote, rewarded for the fucked up shit that he said. Just because he had to blow off steam. It's like, what about Cypher, though? Like, first of all, she was a single mom taking care of twins all by herself. And then, like, she was also taking care of the girls because she came in doing their hair, cooking meals at that house. So she's taking on four kids. And mama was pregnant at one point. So it's like, come on, let's talk about being pregnant, taking care of four other children, and now taking care of six. Because you're not with them twins 24-7 like she is. You're not taking care of them kids like she is. But because you don't spend some money and you quote unquote stepped up, it, what? <sighs> anyway, those are my thoughts on it. it. Was a good read though, so you know. But that just it it had me in my feelings because I was like, hold on, we really need to be talking about a stepmama season because how Cipher came through and basically you know do what a woman does, just step scenes and start taking over and making sure everything is good around here. That's crazy, but you know, hey, it worked out. They got married in the end. They had they happily ever after with a big old house and all that type of stuff. So <sighs> black love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it was a good read. Please go pick it up. Um, Stepdaddy Season by Natisha Raynard. And okay, let me tell y'all how stupid I am real quick. Just real, real quick. I thought this was, um, I forgot her name, but my girl only for the week. I thought this was her. So that's what made me pick it up at first. I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay, okay. And then I got the read. I'm like, wait, this is two completely different like styles of writing. And then I looked at the name and I said, girl, uh, 
that is not the same person at all. But I'm glad I kept reading because it was really good. Um, Natasha Bishop. Natasha Bishop and Natisha Raynard. Nowhere near the same. But anyway, yes, please go pick this up. Check her out. Support her. And I will see you guys in the next episode. That Wait. Hold on. Let me be real with y'all. That's if there's the next episode. Because by the time you're hearing this, I went to go see Beyonce last night. So I might not have a voice. So I might have to, you know, do another quick episode to have it set, like, maybe for the next week so I can recover. Because, baby, when I say I'm going to show my ass, and I'm not even that type of person. I'm very introverted. But I think I'm going to get, uh, I got to pick one. Either I'm going to get drunk or I'm going to get high. So I ain't got no inhibitions. So I can act the fool and dance off beat and sing at the top of my lungs off key to the queen. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.